Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gin Lounge. We have a special episode today. We are going to be going over violence in games. Uh, that is not to be confused with borrow from a 1970s Saturday Night Live skit, Violins. No, today we're talking about violence. And so we decided to bring the three most violent people I could find, since Todd wasn't available. <laughs> we have our European correspondent, Shella. We have uh, our publisher, Nate Woolley, and our uh, reviewer and host of the Gamer Geeks show, Kelly. So welcome to the lounge, you three. Thank you, John. Thank you. <laughs> So, so violence in games. Th- this topic comes up uh, a, a lot um, in, in the gaming industry, unfortunately. Um, and I remember it, it, it really came to a head after uh, there was a massacre at uh, the Columbine High School. Uh, I remember because uh, the, the gamers – apparently the two kids that shot all the other kids were into video games, even though they really weren't. But they found like a copy of Doom on their computer, and suddenly they were like evil gamers. And uh, I actually had to go down to Congress, and I was at a congressional hearing where uh, Kay Bailey Hutchinson, the uh, the senator from Texas, held up a copy of Doom and said that she wanted to sponsor a constitutional amendment to restrict video games. Uh, so – but of course, nothing came of it. But this this type of thing happens from from time to time, and I'm sure all of you guys uh, experience it work at working in the industry. Um, so I wanted to get your thoughts on where violence was uh, in in gaming, uh, how prevalent it is, and then also I have some uh, some surveys and some charts uh, that I, I want to go over uh, about which games are the most popular and and what platforms. So uh, let's start with. Um, Let's start with Nate. Um, Nate, I know you have a family. You have you have two daughters. Um, so, uh, what what do you think about uh, computer games and, and violence? And and what have you seen? And and how has your perception of violence in the industry changed now that you're a father? I I admit I hadn't expected it to happen. Uh, my girls are eight and four right now, uh, but I find myself trending towards less violent games, especially when the girls are around. I love me some first-person shooters, don't get me wrong. I particularly love the Call of Duty series, but I keep it controlled. I wait for them to go to bed beforehand, and about the most I'll show them is, uh, you know, some of the sort of third-person war scenes in Civilization or Art of Wars, maybe, uh, you know, Age of Empires or something like that. I find it has really changed my perception, and to a certain extent, I understand what the parents are talking about. At the same time, I'm not big for a uh, constitutional amendment to uh, ban games. <laughs> you mentioned Kay Bailey Hutchinson earlier. Yes. Uh, and what that really reminds me of is back in 86, we had the Parents Music Resource Center with Tipper Gore mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. testifying before Congress about labeling and banning things. And I remember one time when I was covering that, you know, she's given a, a, a testimony in front of a Senate subcommittee, for God's sakes. <laughs> And she holds up a copy of Def Leppard's Pyromania, and let's see if I can get the accent right. The message here is clear. Burn, burn, burn. (laughs) And they're just – it's taking it to extremes for political points. It's not actually attempting to achieve anything. 
Right. Uh, no, d- no, that definitely make that may definitely makes sense. I mean, the the game industry, we we've never really had a strong lobby on our side. So a lot of times people can beat on the game industry and nobody beats back. So it, it kind of becomes a whipping boy for that. Now, now I will say to to go on farther and sorry for taking all the time straight. No, off. please go. Um uh you know, the really violent games, a lot of the first person shooters, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, I'm in my mid-40s, and I've been doing games basically as long as there have been games. And, you know, it's not original anymore, guys. It's boring. I need something that's going to actually sort of challenge me and make me play a game as opposed to, you know, some dumbass reflex uh, Twitch game. Okay. That's designed for a 14-year-old as opposed to a 45-year-old. Okay, well, that's fair. Well, let me let me go to Kelly because I, I know, Kelly, you, you play some very violent games. I mean, Gears of War, uh, probably one of, one of the most violent games out there. I mean, does, does do you ever and, – and you also have nieces, I know. Do, but do you ever – I mean, what is your perception of the game? Do you ever sit back and say, you know, I just cut a guy in half with a chainsaw. Maybe that was over the top. Or do you say, eh, that was cool. That was part of the – that was part of the – part of the game. I liked it. It's just, you got to put yourself in the situation of the game. In this, I always put myself in the mindset of the storyline. It was like if I was in this character's position, I would be doing the same thing. <laughs> of course, I can be a bit sadistic, but that's just me. But like with my niece and stuff, she's seen us play Gears of War and the Call of Duties and everything, and she knows we just taught her early on that that this is a video game. It's all make believe, mm-hmm. you know. So you know, wars do happen, violence does happen, but it doesn't. You know, the video game isn't like a documentary, mm-hmm. and we've taught her really early that just look at all that and take it in. I don't know. She just she knows how to disproportionate, I guess the. The two worlds. Right. Well, that, that makes sense. Well, Shelley, you had an interesting column recently uh, in in Jin about uh, parental parental involvement in in, in gaming. Um, do you think that the issue of violence in gaming is uh, and based on the survey that, that you looked at, that was I, I think was done in the UK. Do you do you think that the real issue is the the level of violence that's in games or the level of parental involvement in their current in their kids' gaming choices? Um, okay, well, the the survey was done by Microsoft, mm-hmm. um, and it's that it's part of their um, initiative to kind of involve parents and you know uh, um, sort of bring them into the fold <laughs> and make them more secure and feel that it's all okay and they're allowed in too. And they surveyed um, UK parents and children um, for their views, and. Um, the surprising thing was that um, 69% of the children um, surveyed want their parents to cast a more critical eye over the games they play. And nearly half of the kids said that they didn't think their parents were vigilant enough, <laughs> um, which is just incredible, really. Um, it was not something I'd have said when I was a kid, I don't think. Mm. But, um, yeah, it just shows that um, I suppose kids do like that guiding I from their parents but um in terms of games being too violent well I suppose if you look at any medium you know there's you know because art or me any media reflects 
the world and uh, magnify certain aspects of it. And um, violence is one of those things that, you know, movies, um, books, um, you know, and video games magnify because it's dramatic. Yeah, it's it's it, exciting. It seems it seems like just visceral. Just from from watching the, the 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 people that attack games, it it seems like for a while they they were attacking movies, and now it seems like may, maybe they're getting bored with attacking movies and it's coming back to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's the latest thing, isn't it? It's, you know, Elvis was, you know, going to bring down civilization as we knew it, you know, when he first was on TV. But, Can you um, be sure it, he did? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, and, it, you know, the movie industry when it first came out, you know, that was vilified. and um, Well, and violence you know, is guy... still present in movies. I mean, Shell, you, you just got back from, uh, you were watching The Watchmen, and you, you said it was a rather violent movie. Yeah, it was incredibly violent. <laughs> it was um, hyper-violent. Um, yeah, it was... Um... Yeah, it was quite shockingly violent. <laughs> but, but I mean, I don't see a lot of people protesting the fact that The Watchmen was too violent, which I guess it's based yeah. on a comic book, so you could go back to say, you know, are comic books too violent too? Or graphic yeah. novels, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, well, I suppose it's because the, the film is an 18, and there's a person on the gate to stop a 12-year-old going into an 18 movie, but um, who goes and picks a game off a game sh- uh, off a shop shelf um, and goes home with it is much harder to regulate, isn't it? Right, and I know, I know in this country sometimes we have uh, uh, politicians in different states that they have the undercover kids that go into you know the the GameStop and, and try to right. try to try to buy a, a game, and you know the other kid who's like you know the kid buying the game's fourteen, and the kid selling it to him is like sixteen, <laughs> and uh, you know oh the kid God. walks out with the game, it's like a big shock to everybody, you know. Yeah, I mean you know, the thing is to ID every everybody who's buying an eighteen game. It's the only way to do it, really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, I know the the line. Now, going back to uh, the sales side, I mean, I wonder does does violence actually does does the fact that a game is violent actually help increase its sales or or what we've always heard from from I remember from E3's past when Doug Lowenstein, uh, to bring up the ghost of E3 past, used to always give the keynote address. I mean, his theme every year, Nate. Come on, you and I could have given his speech. Was was every single year at the breakfast the same thing? That was insane. I mean, yeah. One one year we were like, let's just write it and put it up and not actually go and see if anybody notices because <laughs> the same speech every year. And his whole point was was. You know, only E-rated games are top sellers, and and, and the violent games are just little niche markets mm. that little kids, not little kids, but like you know the young boys play basically. And I thought it was BS then, and I certainly think it's BS now. I, I don't I don't know what you guys experienced, but I think that the top games happen to be the violent ones. The top right. games, honestly, they have that they have that trifecta. They've got <laughs> great graphics, great storyline. And good gameplay. I mean, they, their handling of the, your character in it and how you manipulate it, it it's, it's good. That's what makes them. Well, I could agree with you apart from the storyline bit. There aren't that many games with great storylines, let's face it. They wouldn't I, stand up outside of the games industry, would they? It's, it's true enough. It's pretty thin. I want to throw out there that uh, just an analogy. 
back in the 80s and early 90s uh, in the record industry, in the music industry, the charts sort of did it by what record stores called in was selling. And, you know, all of a sudden it's all rock and roll and pop music and that sort of stuff. And then they computerized it. You know, everything's going through UPC codes, and suddenly country is the top ten things on every list. Because they were the ones that were actually selling. And I think we might be seeing a part of that. I mean, it would not surprise me on a week-to-week basis if the top sellers every single week are PopCap games that you can download for 10 bucks. Okay, well, I have oh, – uh, yeah. I, I, And there's, there's no one compiling all of that information, yeah. and I wish there was. We'd have better information to go on. Now, certainly in terms of units moved at Walmart, I think you're going to see the violent games and the fighting games and you know that sort of stuff, even if the mm-hmm. combat is incidental to it. There's going to be some real conflict in it. Well, I have. Uh, I, I think if we compiled data from everywhere, I think you'd be surprised. Well, what I have here, and I, I sent this to you guys uh, before the show. Um, I have the list from GameFly, which is uh, a rent, rental service. It's like Blockbuster or Netflix, where you, you get video oh, games. Okay. And gotta love them. Yeah, yeah. They well, they have the most. They have listed. I get a I get a press release from them that t- says the top games of the week, and this is for uh, the week ending March 16th. Um, and they have it – actually, it's interesting. They have it broken up. They have the most popular games uh, listed as uh, Resident Evil 5, uh, which just came out, uh, Halo Wars, uh, Wanted Weapons of Fate, uh, Tom Clancy's Hawks, Killzone 2, um, all – you know, the top five games, all pretty violent <laughs> up there. Yeah. And then they have a separate list for most popular E-rated games, and then they have like Major League Baseball, Mario Power Tennis, Trivial Pursuit. But what struck struck me about the list was that if what Doug Lowenstein used to say was correct, they wouldn't have to break it out into a separate, these are the most popular E-rated games, because the most popular E-rated games would be the top-rated games. Mm. I can see that, though to a certain extent you do want to do that. Uh, it's just like on the record charts or on the book charts, you're gonna you're gonna have your overall, and then you're gonna break out your yeah. uh, your subcategories. Is this a, is this for customers? This chart? Yeah, or? I think I mean, is it the game flying it by the games that's been added to their queue? Yeah, I think so. I think that's how that, they do that. Yes, that's pretty okay. close. To but but a lot do of they do they send the char- is the chart like up in the shop? No, no, it's just it's no. I no, well, it's not a shop. It's electronic, so it's like you know, you 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 get the rental, you keep it for a week or whatever, and then you return it. Oh, and that, it's like that one also, of those yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, and that also brings into play the uh, what's not being counted. Yeah. You know, if if the only thing if they specialize in putting uh, you know violent games or you know game for fifteen year old boys. In their rental queue, because that's what's going to move. Suddenly, you've got skewed results, no matter what. Right, right. Well, then there's there's a second there's a a, a second part to the to the to the violence debate, and that is and these kind of go hand in hand, and that's nudity. Um, now, the, uh, <laughs> hand in hand. Well, they go hand in hand because they're like the two. They're like the two. <laughs> no, they're like the two the enemies. Yeah, they're like yeah. well, you know. So, and, and nudity, I think the industry has pretty much. Turned its back on. I mean, I, I don't, yeah, it's complete prude. Isn't yeah, it? it's like you don't see. I mean, like, it's like yeah, we can like maim people, you know, 
commit mass genocide. But oh no, it's not nudity. No. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Todd. Just, it would help it if you saw anatomy. It's like. Uh. Yeah, Todd just wrote a column about how he saw the the full frontal male nudity in the 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 rock star uh, the DLC for. I know. I couldn't believe that he wrote a whole column. for Grand Theft Auto, and he was he was so traumatized, you know. My main complaint with him is I was like, how many games have I as a woman sat here and looked at and been like, oh my gosh, you can turn on and off how much her boobs jiggle? (laughs) I'm like, Uh, you know, that is so perturbed by a little bit of man genitalia. But but I think for the most part, the industry has done a really good job of covering up women. I mean, yeah, they might be in bikinis and stuff, but you don't you don't see a lot of movies. There's not a lot of controversy where people are like, you know, we need to burn these games because there's nude women in it. I I think I think right. but violence, you know, is is something that's always there. And and uh I think it goes back to if like like Kelly was saying about the trifecta, if you don't have violence in, in a lot of games, you're not really advancing the plot. I, I mean, you know, where's the conflict come from? What do you what do you do in a game if you're not fighting somebody or something? We're gonna have a psychoanalysis game where I'm gonna be the shrink <laughs> and I'm gonna evaluate you, <laughs> well, determine I, if you need to be locked up or not. <laughs> I mean, well, I, I suppose hate, that's what point and clicks did so well, wasn't it? <laughs> I, hate to, uh, games, I hate to push. I hate to Sorry. push this. Uh, I don't know. I love to hear you talk, Shell. <laughs> The real one of the real issues here, and this gets into a sort of meta sociological thing. So forgive me. Oh God, we just lost is, half our viewers. So that yeah, sorry, listeners. sorry. Go ahead. Meta, huh? I think I think that had five syllables. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> the real issue here is is an old one. I remember hearing some actress uh, back in the seventies, for God's sake, to date myself, saying if if I showed a picture in my movies of a man kissing a woman's breast. I get an X, but if he cuts it off, I get an R. And that's an inherent hypocrisy in the way at least the American culture views violence against women. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you can know, show it, a woman get raped and still be still slide by the MPA with a PG-13 you know, rating yeah. right now. And the Lord goodness, if you show her, you know, her boobs, then <laughs> H R. And, you know, I've. John, I've been on this hobby host for years about sexism in the game industry. You know that. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I remember. Yeah, we almost got banned from E3 them. because because you interviewed all the models. I remember. I I, I interviewed the the you know the the booth girls mm. that they all hire about what it's like to do that job, and they're all like, "Yeah, we hate it. You know, it's all grab ass and squeeze tit and all <laughs> yeah. that sort of nonsense." But you know what? It makes the fanboys come out. And I mean, I, I make no bones about it. Star Wars came out when I was ten. I am a fanboy. I'm go, I'm going down to Disney with my girls in a couple of months because it's Star Wars weekend, baby, and I'm not gonna miss it. But but we we have to acknowledge that you know the way you know sexuality, the way nudity is portrayed in games, is inherently a, is is a sign of the inherent sexism in the industry. Everybody. Lowenstein always talked about, oh, 50% of gamers are women, 60% of gamers are women, and they're all over 35. (laughs) And John and I are sitting there at the breakfast going, 
That's a real surprise. <laughs> well, yeah, considering yeah, that there were two well, women in the whole I room. Mean, <laughs> yes. I mean, it's like the games industry going, oh, we have to lure women to the games industry and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, stop showing their boobs and arse on the, you know, on the cover of every box and stop them fighting alien hordes in chainmail bikinis. Mm. And, you know, it's like, hey, you know, they might start taking you seriously. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They say it's, it, but they, they don't mean it. They're it's serious like, about... Exactly. It's like a pink PlayStation isn't going to do it. Oh, right. That was the dumbest thing. Yeah. 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 If they're serious about getting into and breaking down on the triple the X rated stuff that's happening on the gaming, forget the stuff that's put on a disc and packaged and put in a store or even stuff that's downloaded. Go on live, for instance, monitor the video that's coming through on that Uno game. Really? Flat out. <laughs> I accidentally popped into it, was trying to do a multiplayer, didn't realize that I can do, me and my husband can both play onto it on live against two other people. Popped in as soon as I realized that that wasn't going to happen, I popped back up out and I didn't miss a beat. Like not even two seconds later, I already got a solicit solicitation like <laughs> message come through. <laughs> Good old lies. Hey, I'm just looking for a chick to you know da 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 da, and I'm like, that's nice. <laughs> wow, that's not on a computer. That's crazy. Maybe we need to do a whole show on uh, on uh, on nudity and sexism. I guess. I'm sorry to take I'm sorry to take us off topic. So back to <laughs> violence. Wait, John, I want to chime in on violence yeah, for a second. Yes. I just want to share an anecdote that you probably forgot. Mm -hmm. uh, you asked Kelly earlier, was there any game you know, that made you want to sit down and go, oh, my God, what am I doing right. about violence? Shelly, do you remember uh, your co-columnist from five or six years ago, Ken? Ken, Crazy Ken. Oh, yes. yeah. Crazy Ken. about him the other day, we, yeah. We, we lost him. As an employee, we gave him – he was our columnist. He was our, you know, rad extreme columnist. Yeah. Rah, rah. We gave him a copy of the first Grand Theft Auto, and he came into my office once, and he said, I can't write my column anymore. I just – I'm playing this game, and I run down an alley, and cops came after me, and I hit him with flamethrower. And I <laughs> sat there, and I watched them burn and twitch and scream, and he just, like, had an epiphany, and he quit, and he never wrote for us again. Is that what happened to him? Because that's when I, I emailed John and I said, "Where's Ken gone? I love Ken." I guess he, Ken had Ken had an epiphany and apparently is sitting on top of some mountain or something. <laughs> I guess he never played Fallout Three. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that makes me sick because I I like to see that kind of stuff. I don't know. Because GTA GTA was was weird like that because I remember. Um, uh, yeah, my boyfriend at the time was in the kitchen, and I was like, hey, 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 I was like, you can actually get a hooker in your car, and uh, he's like, oh, wow, cool, he's like, did you kill her and steal her money afterwards, I was like, yep, and he went, cool, <laughs> I was like, I know, <laughs> and then we were like, oh my god, what are we talking Yeah, if somebody about? bugged your house, they'd be like, yeah, these people are psychopaths. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you can do that in a game. I've written many columns on violence, and the cool thing about the game is, you know what? You can you can kill all the people you want. You can feel really cool about yourself. You can watch the cops burn into flames and whatever, and in real life, nobody really gets hurt. 
exciting. You mean I haven't really killed the entire Nazi army? No, really, you haven't. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, we are. That's very disappointing. We are out of time today, but this was a great topic. So, um, I don't think we solved anything, but you know, we're not going to solve so. the world's problems in 15 minutes. <laughs> so, ain't our ain't our job. Ain't our job. Just keep trying. We'll just though. keep trying, and one day, one day we. Um, yeah. If you, uh, the people out there listening, would like to participate in the Gin Lounge, you can send an email to ginlounge at gameindustry.com. Let us know what you think. Let us know about the most violent game that you've ever played and why you are a true psychopath in the game industry or why you only play Uno and watch porn, apparently. <laughs> so uh, until next time, thanks, thanks Nate, uh, Kelly, and Shella for joining us in the lounge. And um, sure thing. I will see you next time. Hopefully none of us uh, between now and then will become uh, psychopaths and uh, go out and start dismembering people. <laughs> Kelly's laughing. I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, we call that Tuesday. Yeah, true, yeah. true enough. Tuesday gaming day. All right. Uh, good night, everybody. I'll see you all next time. Goodbye.